0: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils, For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed as on the day of Midian. For every boot that tramped in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us. Upon his shoulder, dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord.
1: Today is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born a Savior, Christ the. the Lord.
0: Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name.
1: Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord.
0: Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds.
1: Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born a Savior, Christ the Lord.
0: Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exalt.
2: Today is born our Savior,
1: Christ the Lord. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord.
0: They shall exalt before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice, and the peoples with his constancy.
1: Today is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born a Savior, Christ the Lord.
0: letter of Saint Paul to Titus. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good? The word of the Lord.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah. I proclaim to you good news of great joy. Today a savior is born for us, Christ the Lord.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah.
3: The Lord be with you and, and with, with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, to Lord. O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child while they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her first-born son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were shepherds in the in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord.
2: Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. I recently read the Statement of the Jerusalem patriarchs, our patriarch and his brother bishops, as he spoke to the Christians who are near, obviously, in the Holy Land and throughout the world, of the great trials that they have been enduring and the horrific events of the war and the lives that have been lost. He says that in the city of Bethlehem, there would normally be a lot of wonderful celebration and gathering, but there's only one nativity scene that's been set by one of the churches, none of the caroling and none of the things that go on. But the patriarch mentioned that as he made this message, spoke this message, and shares it with us, that he thinks that the world that we see today is not much different than the world Jesus came in over 2,000 years ago. Wars, violence, innocent children being destroyed, their lives being taken, divisions in families strife in the government, and so forth. And yet he says that our hope is in the child that has been born, who is Christ and Lord. And perhaps it does do us well to consider the Lord Jesus, how God throughout the ages was preparing for this momentous occasion, this fullness of time, to make visible that which was once invisible, that which once was manifested in signs and wonders. You remember the prefigurations of the presence of God that manifested itself all the way from Abraham to Noah to Moses to David and to our very times, still in a hidden manner, but yet the glory of God is upon us. And we know that the glory of God is that God is pregnant with life. I had the privilege of sharing the Holy Mass of Christmas with the residents of River Bend Nursing Home. We celebrated on Thursday. And it was wonderful to be able to represent for them the nativity of the children. We had the children, the last school mass was Wednesday. And I was sharing with them how joyful the children were, how animated they became during the Mass. And I opened up my reflection with the children by saying, the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And when I said that, and about four or five hands went up in the air, they knew what the response was to that statement. And so I chose one of them that says, and she Conceived of the Holy Spirit. And then I said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Another child's hand went, went up. Be it done unto me according to thy word. And the word became flesh. And then the child says, and dwelt among us. I said, there it is. That newness of life has now been represented to us, and the children were all excited. And I went over to the nativity scene and I took two of the two of the creatures in there, two of the animals, the ox and the ass, and held them up. And the children started there were those who were in the back, they were standing up on the seat, they were looking. You see. And I said, You know, the baby Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. It's all he had. He didn't have, you see, I said, look at us here, we have our jackets, we have our little hats on and everything, and the children, I said, but Jesus only had swaddling clothes. So one of the children said, Father, you mentioned that the baby Jesus only had swaddling clothes. Was he ever cold? I said, absolutely, he was cold. I said, but you see the presence of the ox and the ass. You see, Father's holding these two animals here. They were very close. They came close to see Jesus, so close that their breath, the breath that came from their bodies was the first, you could say the first healing system was given to the Son of God as he was born into poverty. But in truth, he was full of life and love that he wanted to share with us. And one child went completely off script. He said, Father, I have my elf on the shelf. And I said, yes, what about your elf? He said, Father, I went to see about him and I saw about 20 wrappings of all of my Christmas candy. He ate all of my Christmas candy. I said, wow. I said, well, how did you feel about that? He said, I I couldn't believe it. I said, well, did you ask him why he ate your Christmas candy? He said, I did ask him. And I said, what did he tell you? He says, I was hungry. Mm. I said, well, there you go. He said, but I was amazed because, you know, I touched, you know, when you touch them they're not supposed to move, but I touched him and he moved. I said, well, he said, I think I'm going to try to give him cookies and see what happens. I said, well, maybe he'll leave you some crumbs instead of wrappings. (laughs) Well, then one of the other children catching on to the conversation about the elf on the shelf, he says, Father, I I too have elf on the shelf and he he was in the manger scene, similar to the one you have, I have one in my house. I said, oh. I said, what about your elf? He says, his arm was around Joseph. I said, well, that's something. And I said, now you see, this is the type of imagination. This is the type of faith that Jesus demands of us. Childlike faith and simplicity is what is necessary to really gain the insight of what God is doing. What he was doing then, and what he continues to do now. And I was sharing with the Riverbend community, I said, you know, I'm going on 23 years of the priesthood, and when it comes to the mystery of love manifested in the fullness of time at Christmas, I always strive to find different ways, unique ways of presenting the nativity in a manner that will open, uh, give us different perspective to gain a deeper appreciation, borrowing from the words of Saint Augustine, that which is ever ancient and ever new. That beauty which is ever ancient, ever new, which is God. And Saint Augustine makes that beautiful statement in his writing known as the Confessions. And I said, you know, when we come together at Christmas time, one of, the, one of the wonderful things is when your family or friends come over, inevitably the stories are shared. We begin sharing, reminiscing about things. And when we're in a household as big as God's household is, there are challenges to that and then there are also great benefits. And some of the benefits is that we have the opportunity to look back and see how did they imagine... What were some of the reflections of some of our elder brothers and sisters in the faith? What, how did they perceive? What was their insight? And so I shared with them this following reflection from St. Gregory of Nazianzus. It's his oration number 38. He states the following. May our bodies be living creches every day and everywhere We are called to live as true Christians. May our legs, step by step, be like those of the animals that visited the grotto in Bethlehem so all creation could praise its creator. May our bellies be like Mary's when she accepted Christ and allowed him to grow within her. We can continue accepting him in the Eucharist. May our arms be like Joseph's when they cradled, lifted, hugged, and served Jesus. We can do the same daily by embracing our brother and sisters, working, studying, and serving. May our mouths and voices be like those of the angels, that we may always sing and give praise in a loud voice to the Word made flesh. Glory to God in the highest, May our ears and eyes be like those of the shepherds who heard the angels' song wherever they were and came to see the child. May our intellect be like that of the magi who saw the star, had faith, and set off on their journey, an intellect that allows itself to be struck with wonder by a child who is the son of God, by the God who became like us so that we might become like him. May our hearts be like the manger that held the eternal one who became so little to turn our poverty into true wealth and joy. Christ is born. Sing glory. Christ has descended from heaven. Go out to meet him. Christ is on earth. Lift yourselves up. Sing to the Lord all the earth. For he who belongs to heaven is now on earth. Christ has become flesh, so tremble and rejoice. Tremble because of sin, rejoice because of hope. Christ is born of the Virgin. Who does not adore him? Who does not adore him who is the beginning? Who does not praise and glorify him who is the end? The darkness is once more dispelled, the light is once more created. Egypt. Is once more tormented by the darkness, and light is once more shed upon Israel by the pillar of fire. May the people who are in the darkness of ignorance see the magnificent light of knowledge. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. This year marks the 800th year anniversary of St. Francis of Assisi's establishment of the living nativity. It was his, his method, his way of not trying to create a work of art, he says, but his aspiration in establishing the nativity as it may have been when Jesus came into the world, his aspiration was to solicit from those who would look upon it awe and wonder at the mystery of love made flesh. I'd like to challenge us all today. And the challenge is this. Approach the child who comes to us still in humble adornment, veiled under the appearance of bread and wine, filled with grace and power, Approach him with a heart that is once again like that child. Not just like the children that shared with me their wonderful insights as their little imaginations went wild in light of the sharings I was making with them during the Mass. But like this child who comes in a way that prompts us to receive him, to take him. May we receive love anew tonight in a way that is humble and open to possibilities, in a way that will be made known to the world that God has come among us. He dwells among us, he feeds us. He gives us strength, courage, and hope, particularly when things are so dark. And yet, in the paradoxical way, when it's darkest, it's then that we can see the brilliance of the lights of heaven. Heaven has wedded itself to earth tonight. Humanity and divinity are now one. Let us approach Jesus tonight as if it was our first time and our last time that we would ever be able to receive Jesus on this side of God's kingdom, on this side of God's heaven. With the assurance of knowing that this is but a foretaste of what is yet to come. For many of us here are experiencing Christmas for the first time without someone very significant that we love. Perhaps a parent, a spouse, a brother, a sister, a grandparent. You know better than I who that person may be and is. But it it's precisely in the light of that that this child was born, because he was born to die, that we might live forevermore. So today is born our Savior, who is Christ and Lord. He is born as the Savior of all peoples. Light from light True God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. For through him all things were made, visible and invisible. All things have been made new for the life that is everlasting. God love you.